Hey friends, Rachel here. Wanted to stop in and first say thank you for coming along, clicking our show, and for whatever drew you to listen and make time. We appreciate it. This is the first episode of season two, and my daughter Silent and I have been having a lot of fun sharing our conversations with you. The feedback has been incredible. We had no idea uh, how much this would impact such a wide variety of people all across the world, and we're very grateful for that. This first episode is sensitive for some listeners, and honestly, a little politically biased, because as a left-leaning liberal mama with a uh, fierce feminist daughter, the course of the events happening here in the States in recent times are unsettling and, quite frankly, unacceptable. So, this episode is talking about the attack on the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. My daughter was the one to break the news to me. She saw it while she was checking to see if her state turned blue. This episode was recorded right after that day. And um, honestly, on a couple of microphones that don't sound so great if you ask me. So apologies for that. But I hope you give it a listen and let us know what you think. And again, thanks for being here. We're super grateful to have you. Enjoy. Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. New mics. New mics. And a camera. And a camera. Not sure if this is going to work, but we're going to try. Exactly. I'm going to see if we can capture the dialogue between you and I, not just from an audio standpoint, but from the camera. Hello, camera. (laughs) (laughs) Because some people prefer to watch shows like this, and... um. Well, you're pretty charismatic. And so we're basically here at the house lounging. In our booth. On a Saturday. A dreary, gloomy Saturday. And it's been a weird week. Really weird week. Nerve-wracking, scary, confusing week. Yeah. On Wednesday, we got some kind of frightening news, right? Well, first we got some really great news. That Raphael Warnock won mm-hmm. over Kelly Leffler. Yep, in the Georgia Senate. And while we were waiting patiently, anxiously, for the other election uh, seat to be called, 
the other Senate seat to be called here in Georgia? Either John Ossoff or David Perdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just doing my thing and crafting, and then I came down to get a quick snack, and I heard the news that there were people breaking into the Capitol, the state Capitol in Washington, D.C. The nation's Capitol, yeah. The nation's Capitol. The Capitol building. Mm-hmm. The Capitol building. And I ran downstairs and told you. Yeah, told me the news. It was scary. Yeah, it was scary. I, I almost didn't believe you. I think you said they were storming the Capitol. Mom, <laughs> I, I just couldn't even believe my ears. Do you know what they were doing in the Capitol that was so important on that day? The, the actual Senate people or the people breaking in? The senators. So they were reconfirming that the 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 president's actually won. Which president? Biden. Mm-hmm. The blue boy. <laughs> My man Biden. So they were going through the process of recounting the the votes of the electoral college, and there were some states in question that some senators um, across the aisle were uh, challenging the validity of these votes. And so, to be fair to both parties, the Senate uh, took action as they have their normal process to, although this is not such a normal situation. Not at all. They recounted the votes and verified with Vice President Mike Pence overseeing this process. And It was a very important day because this was the final call for the current sitting president to kind of get his last goodbyes in. No, well, uh, no, not quite. Actually, it's it was for him. It was kind of his last chance for him and his supporters to um, claim victory in this particular election, despite it being tried in many courts across the country um, that he had won. Uh, Joe Biden had won. And so they were still challenging it. And this was the last the last attempt that they could. Yes. So there were some people that were very adamant Trump supporters mm-hmm. from different places all over the country that came in to support the president's speech on this day. and. Um, Now, several days later, and even on that same day, it was very clear that the actions of our president were encouraging this kind of behavior from these people who I will refer to as terrorists. What's a terrorist? It's a great question. To make it really simple, terrorists are someone who intentionally inflict damage and pain and fear into the lives of other people and threaten the freedoms or the foundation of our democracy. Um, they mean to do harm. Got it. And it's really terrible to think that there are people out there that would do such a thing, right? Really terrible. What does that word sound like or feel like to you, terrorist? It feels like, okay, um, it, feel, it sounds like to me 
someone who's like a ripping, tearing, soul apart, feeling nothing person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also sort of reminds me of my dog breed's name. <laughs> Terror. Yes. Terror. Terrier. Terrier. Very different. I know, but... Well, sometimes, jokingly, we refer to our dogs as the terrors because they're they're making damage in the house or they're being reckless or they're being cranky and... Turding in our noses. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, in fact, a terrorist is is a bad person. Mm Mm-hmm. And and terrorists can be groups of people that are organizing to do this intentional harm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what these people were doing that day. How did it make you feel to see this news as it unfolded? And let me just say, I, as a mom and... Um, appreciating how you are interested in politics Mm -hmm. at such a young age at eight. I appreciate that you're interested in that because I want you to know from the core what these things mean. And I didn't know. And I didn't know until my 30s. And I'm still learning every day. I I have a, a vast interest all across the board into politics. But it can be very confusing. And so everything's confusing, <laughs> especially that, especially this past year. Everything's confusing. Yeah, you're right. It really is a bunch of big, confusing moments. Yeah. And they're confusing and hard to explain. And through an eyes of a child, I, I can't imagine how confusing it is because through the eyes of a 40 year old woman, it's confusing to me, too. So I appreciate that you are interested in politics, and I want to encourage that learning and that knowledge. And I don't even have all the answers because, like I said, I'm learning too, right? And I am heartbroken to know that you that I couldn't that I couldn't shield you from that information because I think most grownups agree. We would prefer that our children are not exposed to such hateful acts like those that were done that day, like so many have that we've seen over the last year, over the last decade, over the last lifetime. (laughs) Exactly. Nobody wants to put that on a child. Nobody wants a child to see that. But that you have... And that this media storm or that media and news in general is uh, so rampant and comes at us from so many directions in this over hyper aware consumable content space in life that we're living. I would be remiss and ashamed of myself if I didn't walk with you through this and help try to understand it and explain it when these things come up. It's like. The confusingness and angriness and scaredness is all bunched up together and made a giant monster ball destroying our the United States right now. It's like a giant ball of nervous and confusion. And then there's that medium-sized ball of love and togetherness 
and power, trying to help destroy that ball of hatred, so the world can go back to its not so normal times, but in peace. Yes. You don't want a giant ball of hatred rolling over your head. No, you don't. You don't. And I'm sorry that you see that. Because the world is better than that. We're better than that. And you know, Sai, the thing that we can control is how we show up in this world. We, we, as, as, just as us two, or our, just as our family, we can give that ball of love and family and togetherness more power, get bigger, get it to make bigger. Roll that ball of hatred over. Yeah, we can, and we will. We will. Because we are raising stronger, smarter, more emotionally connected generations of kids to come. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud to hear that from you, from a child. Thank you. I hope others are too. And I appreciate and value and I am grateful for you sharing your voice and your thoughts on that. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. So speaking of that, today we read a book called The Breaking News by mm -hmm. Sarah Lynn Rule. And mm -hmm. she says a very important part, and it's to look for the helpers. Mm -hmm. And looking for the helpers, what does that mean to you? It means like going back to my ball, uh, my ball theory. I, looking for the helpers is looking for the people who will gather more love, who will bunch it all together, make eight, nine, ten of those lover balls, and then it overrun will... the whole world with lover balls. I love it. Yes, yeah, and we and can do that it from those hatreds. Yeah, because we can do better than that. We really can. This is this is not us. Yeah. This, our United States is not like this. We can do m way better. If we could just, you can either stand down and break down your guard and just let that hatred take over you, or you can fight back. You can fight that hatred. You can protect that love. You can build on this on the world you can give it more love you don't have to just let hatred take over you if you let hatred take over you you'll turn into a part of that ball as well you will be part of the problem you can either choose you can either choose to become that hatred or that love you are the one who decides who you are you are the one who fights back. Yeah. That's right. And I would say the same, not only just from hatred, but negativity. And so we can choose positivity and gratitude and love and being a helper. Big 
and small and all kinds of ways that we can decide that Mm -hmm. every single day. Like, I'm still a kid. I can help out. I'm small. I can do big things. You're big. You can do even bigger things. You can do anything. Anything is possible. That's right. You just have to believe. Yes. And I feel like many people in this world are letting their guard down because they're just trying and not really doing anything. And they're not, they're not doing anything, but they're believing that hatred is going to take over them. Yeah, negativity. And they're just like fake fighting, fake fighting the negativity. And then it pulls them away. Or it's letting them be consumed. They're, they're letting it be. You're consuming. Mm. You're consuming negativity. And one day, once you've consumed too much negativity and not a bite of love, you turn in to a bubble of negativity again. And then the cycle repeats itself. But you got to fight back. Thanks for sharing those really important and positive sentiments. I'm really proud to hear that from you. What... Could we or should we do differently? I know that's a really big, vast question, but we have a few more days to go of this administration, of this presidency. And I believe that there are some incredible wins because not only do we have a new administrative team coming into the White House, we have a new president that. Um, We have a new vice president. We do. We have the first female vice or person of color. Mm -hmm. As the vice president. Yeah, that's right. And in fact, Joe Biden has started to name um, some of his cabinet, which means not like the ones in the kitchen. No. (laughs) But it means. Not our food cabinet. (laughs) And where the dishes are. Not not there. (laughs) But what I mean by political cabinet is the people on his team mm-hmm. that serve in very high profile and very important decision making roles. They're in like the the team. They're in like so. It's like his team. It's like yeah. his superhero team, right? Joe Biden's superhero team actually looks like the American people. He has smart, experienced people of all races, religions, and backgrounds. Mm hmm. And more of a reflection of the American people. And I hope that that's just a small indication that the decisions that they can make collectively will better represent the American people. So uh, we're on the right track, in my opinion, and with the views that our house shares, right, which aren't, aren't everyone's views. And I would just like to point out to you that we don't believe that you know, just because we are liberal or we are Democrat in the way we think that we don't see the sides or are open to experiencing all sides, whether they're Republican or independent or moderate thinkers, we embrace all of that because that's how we can better serve all people. That's how we can better understand what's on the other side. What someone else is going through, or what someone else, you know, what someone else's shoes, and I'm sure there was some initial thought from these this group of terrorists that believe what they have 
to say or what they're experiencing in life. It's it, the right thing in some, for everyone. In some way, they have a fundamental belief that serves them. But I don't care what you think or what party you're at. If you are to do harm to any human being because of their beliefs or their race or their religion or their politics, that is not right. It is not right to marginalize people. It is not right to show hate to other humans or to inflict harm in any way. And it's not tolerated. It's mm -hmm. not going to be tolerated in our home and in our circle. And you know what, Sai? That is what we can do differently, is that we can not tolerate that kind of behavior. Yes. And demand that there is change in leadership that does. So we're on our way. And you know what? That's we, can do big, we can do big things. We can go great places. Yes. And we are. We are. We were going to. So... We don't want to say that we're never, never say, never say never. We, if you believe, it's going to happen. If you just back that belief down and say, no, that's never going to happen, you're never going to get it. Right, you have to believe and then you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And we still have so much work to do as a country. So much. But I am hopeful. And I believe that if we continue to have deep conversation with the generations that are behind us and that are coming through, that we can start to serve all people and be fair and, and operate from a place of love and gratitude. We need to be the United States. The United States is what we're called. We need to be what we, we are called. We're called the United States, not the separated states. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And so to take a moment to walk away from something so terrible on the television that has us worried and filled with anxiety. And I know you and I both and our families, um, you know, spent a lot of time kind of consuming the, the information that was coming from that day. We can also choose what we consume. We can choose to not be obsessed about it, right? We can choose to walk away from it. Well, we, we can, can choose to turn off the television, like that's what most people do. They turn off the television. Well, and just because you turn you choose to not consume the media and the content doesn't mean you're ignoring it, right? And it's it very means important. You're acknowledging it and you're just you just need a break to acknowledge it. Well, you want to stay informed, and I believe that we want to stay informed. It is very easy to get caught up in watching the cycle of, of content, whether it's on your phone or the radio or TV or what have you. It's when that consumes you and takes over, and like you saw in the book, when the adults or the grown-ups in our generation, in your, in your world, in your young world, are just focusing on that, that it can be a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And The I, world can turn gray. Yeah, it can, but it won't if we can, if we can think about the impact that's happening with, our, with the youth and, um, and around us. So making those choices is something I'm going to work harder at doing because I can see how it affects everything around us. And, um, and I'll appreciate some reminders, okay? I'll give you some reminders. 
We will fight back. We will. I love you. I love you too. So on that note, this is uh, was not meant to be the first episode of the new season. In fact, we have already recorded several episodes that were at the top of the year talking about great things to come and New Year's resolutions and what we're going to attract in the new year and uh, the mentality that we wish to call in and all the accomplishments and the things that we hope to look forward to and change. And that will happen in a uh, in the next episode, as well as um, some other great conversations that we've had during the break. But I felt like this was important right now because especially since this is what's happening and this is what we need to change. Absolutely. So we can come with this and it be all it'll be all serious. And then we have a fun joining episode that ignores all of that chaos and brings peace and happiness. And maybe some smiles, right? <laughs> so and laughs. Yes. We need to laugh a lot more. We do. Big <laughs> belly laughs. And appreciate that. I'm grateful for those. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stay tuned for more great episodes of laughter and light and love and gratitude and some of the heavier topics as well. In fact, later on this month, you have some awesome opportunities to interview some authors. From the kids book about? from our friends at A Kid's Book About. And uh, at the end of the month, I believe you're going you're going to be... Um, systemic racism. Yeah, we're going to be talking about systemic racism, which is a very big topic and something important for us all to understand, uh, as well as white privilege. We have some new... Uh, change. We have some new books about change and death, COVID-19, uh, creativity, mm-hmm. right? Feminism. Feminism. And we have some really big topics we're talking about this this season on the podcast. So thank you for joining us for a more serious yet and very important conversation. We want to hear from our friends. On as, what you think about yeah. this crazy time in this world. Yeah, and how you're talking to the grown-ups in your life or the kids in yours. Because it's through these conversations that we can invoke change and inspire others to maybe strike a conversation with the people they love too. So we, we can do this together. So till next time, friends, have an awesome day. Have an awesome day. And stay positive. Stay positive, stay brave, and stay united. All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day.